Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies Podcast. I have a very special guest, man, Sawan Belcher, who's just straight up killing it right now in uh, the North Carolina market. Um, so Juan, welcome to the show, man. I'm glad you was able to uh, take your time out your busy schedule and be on the show today. Yes, sir. What's up, brother? How you feeling, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. good. Look, uh, man, I just been hearing you just been killing it, man, on Clubhouse, IG. Uh, so you are you up to 100 rentals right now or what? Uh, yeah. No, I'm getting there. So that's kind of my journey. My journey is to 100. Yeah. So right now I'm at 35. I'm at 35. And um, so all of those are single families. So um, I don't have any multifamily. It's just 35 doors. Um, two of them I got to get, uh, two of them I got to get rented. So that's what I'm working on right now. Right. Man, it, it looked like you have had some massive success in a short period of time. So kind of just tell us about you, man, your journey, like where you yeah. started and, and, you know, where how you got where you are now. Yeah. So um, I really like to start, honestly, when I was in college. Okay. So when I, I went to A&T, so I get proud for everybody out there. So um, so in college, one thing that I did to pay zero money in rent was I would rent a three bedroom, you know, uh, apartment. OK, I go to the Goodwill and I would furnish the other the other rooms and then I would rent those two rooms out. And uh, and that was my quote unquote start of real estate investing. I didn't even know it because I would get people to pay me. Right. That money would pay for the rent. It would pay for the utilities and I would just be there supervising and making sure that the money's coming in. So um, I didn't realize it at the time, but that was the start to, you know, that was the start to uh, to cash flow, you know, because that's exactly what that was. You know, I think people call it house hacking. And uh, but anyway, got out of school, uh, you know, because I had my first child in uh, senior year, started selling cars and that started the real like. I already had some like sales knowledge that I didn't know about because I was cutting grass in middle school. You know, I was I had like three jobs in high school, you know. And so in college, when I started selling cars for Crown Honda, they had this like daily training. They had like a daily schedule. Right. So I didn't even know that they were honing in on skills that I already had and just making me sharper. And in the car business is tough. OK. Car business is the the seller. The seller don't <laughs> excuse me. The the uh, sales manager um, is all over your back to perform. The the buyer, you know, the person buying the car is all down your throat to get you the best deal. And you're the salesperson. You're in the middle. Right. So that right. sounds like a lot like what we do is deal finders is wholesalers. Right. Right. And so I didn't even know being at the dealership was just was kind of like shaping me to do what I do now. So uh, at the dealership, I started making some money. I was making like 60, 70, 80 grand. And uh, and one of my finance managers was just like, yo, you know, so on, what you doing with this money? I'm like spending it, bro. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, you know, you need to buy a house. And uh, I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. I said, yeah, but I don't think nobody's going to qualify me for a loan. He said, bro, you know, you make money, go get qualified for a loan. Okay. So he was my accountability person. So two months later, he said, yo, Sawan, it was a Saturday. I had, so, excuse me, it wasn't a Saturday. It was like a Tuesday or Thursday or something. I had just sold two cars. 
And uh, he was like, um, he was like, yo, did you go get pre-qualified for a loan yet? I was like, nah. He's like, bro, you sold two cars, leave. You know, go to, go over to state wow. employees and get uh get qualified for a loan. So they qualified me. Okay, they uh I got I got pre-approved for uh, for a house. I reached out to a lady I had sold you know um, sold a car to Jackie Gray. She was a realtor. Uh, I knew I wanted to I knew I wanted excuse me I knew I wanted to buy at a discount, but I didn't really know how to do that at the time. Okay, so I just reached out to her and say, hey, I want to buy foreclosed properties, All right? Because that's what everybody knows. I want to buy four. So she gives me a list of, you know, bank owned, you know, REOs that are on the uh, that are on the MLS. I buy one. My wife, excuse me, my girlfriend at the time doesn't want to move into it. OK, we're supposed to move into it. She doesn't want to move in because we're not married. So I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm like, OK, because I tried to surprise it. Right. Right. And um, and so I, I go back to Miss Miss Graves and I say, hey, look girlfriend don't want to move in i need to back out the deal she's like honey everything's recorded everybody got their money i don't think that's gonna be possible and uh, i'm like okay so what do i do you know she's like well how about i get you a a renter in it and you get paid every month for the rest for the rest of your life and i'm so being from the car business i'm like okay i get paid every month for the rest of my life huh that sounds interesting what you mean there she said, of course, the same way you paying rent to your apartment complex, it's the same way somebody will rent his house out. And of course, it's going to be more than your mortgage. All right. So you're going to make a spread every single month. And so being in a car business where you got to go eat what you kill, you know, you got to go get one. And then great, you just made one. So now you got to go get one again. Right. Having this concept that she just explained that we're going to get paid every month off of one transaction was like, oh, shoot. Uh, this is this right here is this might be something up to it so um but yeah so that's kind of that's kind of really how i got started and then i end up jumping into another one i door knocked i door knocked so the next one i door knocked and this was probably like a year later me and my wife now we married okay i got the ring okay mm-hmm. me and my wife now we married so we're driving around in neighborhoods we want to be in we see a vacant house okay i've been doing some studying at this point and uh so we get out the car we knock on the neighbor's door her name was Shirley Wiley. Knock on her door. She opened up the door. She said, hey, how y'all doing? Said, hey, I'm Sawant. You know who owned the house across the street? She said, oh, yeah, I know who owned the house across the street. What you, what you doing? I said, well, we're looking for a property to buy. We love the neighborhood. She said, well, come on in. Anyway, she ended up giving us food. We talking to her. And she said, well, what do you think about my house? I'm like, it's right here. It looks like our speed. It's ranch. It's three bedroom. It's two baths. You know, got a little two-car garage. We like this. She said, well, would you buy my house? And I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, how soon you want to sell it? And she said, well, well, what about my stuff? <laughs> so we ended up buying that property. Uh, we bought it for 119. The area was selling at like 180 at the time. Now it's selling for like 225. And uh, we ended up getting another loan for it. Okay. I'm about to come down off of my story. So great. So we get another loan. So we got two loans now. Got two houses. We go ahead and do it again. Okay. Now, instead of a year later, we do three months later in that same neighborhood. We just go ahead and talk to one of the neighbors about buying that house, buying one of the houses. Okay. We get on the contract for 40 grand this time. Okay. So I have two loans. I go to the bank and they say, Hey, DTI. Nope. Not another loan. Right. So now I'm like panicking. Right. I got the sweats. Told this guy I'm closing. I'm a closer. I'm closing. But in this case, I can't because the bank not going to give me another loan. 
So I go to church. I'm praying. Right. Talk to uh, talk to one of the elders there at the church, James Cox. OK. Turns out James Cox works for the housing, you know, housing authority. And he got some single family rentals. So he kind of know a little bit of the game. And he's like, so Juan, did you think about selling the paper? I said, selling the paper. What you mean selling the paper? He said, bro, you can sell the paper. He said, he said, you remember after you bought your, your first house, two months later, the bank sent you a mail, sent you a piece of paper in the mail saying, hey, there's a new bank. I said, yeah, they sold the paper to somebody else and made a fee. You can do the exact same thing if you got it on the contract. He said, I got it on the contract. He said, okay, look, go down to the RIA. They got it on Thursdays at the, uh, at the restaurant on Wendover. Take your piece of paper with you. Tell everybody about the paper that you got and somebody's going to want to buy it. Surely enough, after the RIA, I take five people down to this house. Somebody want to buy Somebody want to buy the paper. So, and at that point, when I realized I could make, you know, I could make, you know, um, quick checks, like bigger five, 10, 20, 30 grand checks. But then I could also make consistent 200, 300, $400 checks every single month. I figured I have my own little car business within the real estate industry. And, uh, and that's kind of where I'm at, you know. And it sounded like you probably got answered real quick when you went to church and prayed. Oh, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Connected you. That's 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 one thing. It sounds like, man, a similar story. I started off in pre foreclosure short sales. That's kind of what I still do now. Um, but I started door knocking the same way, hitting the pavement up. And uh, a lot of people sleep on that, man. But door knocking is still something good. I know we got COVID and all that right now, but. Man, before that, man, you you actually meet the people, you see the house and everything like that. So yep. I think I think that door knocking, man, is still uh, some things people sleep on. Um, but let's go back. So now you got the guy at church. He told you about what to do to rear. Did you get any coaching from there, uh, educating yourself? Like, what, did you get a mentor or did you just straight get information, content offline and just go from there? So I went straight content. Okay. I went straight. I'm a doer. Okay. I went straight content. Now, the thing is, after I had went content for so long, free content for so long, is really you're put is really a whole bunch of stuff out here. And then you got to put it together and put it in a straight line. So that was the problem. Okay. Cause it's just everybody has a different opinion and there's so much. So I had probably been doing it. I had quit the dealership and I still hadn't got a mentor yet. Okay. Right. Um, but then after I have been doing it on my own full time for about a year, I realized I wasn't going as fast as I wanted to go. So that's when I actually, you know, I got a mentor. So at the, even when I quit, so I'm two years. So I was at the dealership probably for like a year and a half while I was, you know, buying Well, no two years. And then when I quit, went full time for a year. That's when I finally got a mentor. Uh, Cause I was just moving too slow. I was only doing like one deal a month. Okay. Yeah. And my average deal size was, I don't know, 3,800 bucks at the time. So it, I was moving way too slow. I wasn't, you know, and by the way, I had came from, you know, making 80 grand a, a year. So that wasn't working for me. That wasn't working, but it sped up when I hired Carlos and Sal, you know, to teach me the game. Literally. I remember they bro. <laughs> I went to Phoenix on a, uh, I went to Phoenix on, on faith. I went to Phoenix on faith, bro. They allowed me to break up a little $5,000 in two payments. 
I'm sorry, I'm a full-time landlord, full-time wholesaler. So this phone gonna go off yeah. the whole time we on the phone. <laughs> but uh I went to Phoenix on faith and um and uh and literally, you know, I probably I think I had like two grand when I came back in my account. Okay. And so I had just learned all of this stuff from them. I had just learned the straight line method. That's what I call it. Is um, And so I called Carlos and I'm like, yo, look, everything that I learned, awesome. Okay. But now I need to implement that I'm back. And he's like, okay, well, how much you got? I said, I got 2000. And, uh, and he's like, well, how much, how much negative would the bank let you go? I said, they'll probably let me go negative 2000. Okay. So you got 4,000. Okay. And, um, and literally we walked through everything that they taught me in an actionable way. So I needed, my problem was I needed to hire. Okay. And I didn't know it at the time because I I got a lot of kids. So I work from home. Okay. Well now I don't, you see, I'm in office, but um, so he said, you need to hire. So the only way you're going to be able to hire is if you got leads, you know, you need to have some leads. So we literally got a, a big list, okay? Probably a list of like 20,000. What I made on, on my end. My, I don't know if your screen froze or mine, but can you go back to when yeah. you said your problem was you needed to hire? And yeah. That's what you figured out. Yeah. So uh, Carlos told me if my problem wasn't me. He said my problem was I needed to hire. So I have, you know, I have a bunch of kids, right? So right now I have five. I think at the time I had three. And so when I'm working at home, you know, I'm trying to work, take care of the kids, clean up, wash the car, cut the grass, you know, and that's all distractions. Okay. So, so that's not necessarily a problem. You can move yourself out of that, but, or you can also delegate that task out and somebody will do a lot better than you because that's their job. That's their one job. Okay. So, he said, Sawan, let's take some money, buy a big list. I've been buying a list of like, you know, 500 or 1,000. He said, let's buy a list of 20,000. I said, dang, okay, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Skip trace that list, right? He said, bro, let's send out RVMs to the whole, you know, to the whole 20,000, right. okay? So after doing this, probably in a week, I think I had 400 voicemails, hmm. Okay. I have 400 voicemails. These That's called leads. Okay. Right. So now he said, now that you got 400 voicemails, he said, call every friend that you know, every salesperson that you know, let them know that you flip houses, that you're looking to hire and you got way too many leads to handle. Okay. And tell them that and tell them how much you're paying in commission. So mm-hmm. I call all of my salespeople from the, from the car dealership, you know, from college, hire two people, two people. They come in, they go through the voicemail. Jai get a deal in a week. Eli get a deal in a week. The next week, both of them get two deals. So now we went from, you know what I mean? Now we went from doing a deal a month to like that. That In the next two weeks, I had got like eight deals. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, is this the secret? Is the secret really to do as much marketing as possible, to generate as many leads as possible, and then delegate out the task? Bam. That was the secret. So it took me a mentor, Carlos and Sal, to uh, to actually put it all together. And uh, but for a while, I was doing it by myself. That was the trash way. And I'm glad you 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 expounded on that because um, and then we can get more into your real estate acquisition, because some people that's that's the same with me. Uh, you you going to hit a wall somewhere, but you yeah. need somebody with a bird's eye view to come. It may be one little thing you need to tweak. 
But that mentor can look at it and say, yeah, I see where you, you got holes in. This is what you, what you need to do. And believe it or not, that 5,000, 4,000 or whatever was probably way, way worth the investment. It was probably a small investment compared to the amount of money that you've made over time. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, amen. No, it was, it was super, super small. Right. Right. So tell me now you got, it seems like you got your systems in place or beginning to get that in place. How are you like, what list are you working in? How are things working for you now as far as with your, your real estate acquisition? Like how many deals are you doing per month? Are you still buying these bigs, li bigs lists and continually doing the same thing consistently? Oh yeah, for sure. So, so last year we did 74 deals. Okay. Um, the year before we did 110. Okay. So here's the, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. So last year we did 74 deals, but our average deal size was $13,100. Okay. Mm -hmm. The year before we did 110. So yeah, we did 40 more deals. Right. But our average deal size then was like $6,700. Right. Okay. So, and for somebody, somebody new might not say, Oh, I'll take the 110 deals. No. No, you won't take the average deal size. Okay. It doesn't really matter how many deals you do. It's about your average deal size within right. those deals. So technically we made more money last year. We did like 800 something last year versus the previous year. I think we did like five something. Um, and, uh, you know, with, with more deals. So uh, that's kind of what we're doing on the deal flow side of things. Um, system wise, we're set up. So every year, uh, every year, um, I guess we're pulling like 300,000 records right? every year. That's a, that's about what we're looking for, okay. you know? Um, um, so I don't really pull like targeted lists to be honest. Um, you know, we have, like I told you, we have like three cold callers. So I don't really, I don't really pull targeted lists. Um, one thing that we did to get our average deal size up was we looked at all of the deals that we had done for the previous year. We looked up, um, we looked at a couple things. We looked at the addresses that happened most frequently. So we came up with three addresses, three zip codes, excuse me, came up with three zip codes. And then we also looked at the highest fees, like which areas those highest fees came from. Drill those three down. So now we just pull zip codes. So we pull our best performing zip codes. And then weekly, we do kind of do some little niche stuff because of the whole COVID thing. So in special proceedings down at the courthouse, you can pull, you know, NODs, notice of the faults. Right. And uh, so we have somebody go down there and our VA uh, manually skip traces them uh, and we send them RVMs and give them, uh, and them a call as well. So but most of the time right now, we're just pulling zip codes, not not really a niche list. So what uh, so how many real estate acquisition managers you have right now? Right now, I have two. So you have two R. Are the tasks for those acquisition managers the same or each one of them is different the way they approach? Yeah. Like, how are you getting them to approach and lock these deals up? I think you was mentioning that you had a, a, a VA that was a cold call and you was training them to be an acquisition manager. Mm -hmm. how, is that, how is that working? Okay, so, um, so I did that. So the hardest part about having an office is getting people to perform in it. OK, because typically when you're when I'm here in the office, everybody's working. Right. It's good. Right. Ringing is perfect. You know what I'm saying? But I go and I have to go check on a contractor. I go and have to pay a contractor. I go and I play with my kids. Right. Right. Settles down. Right. right. 
I go on vacation, it settles down. So, uh, so I've battled that for, for the last three years now. So uh, one thing that my friend Jamel Gibbs does is he has his virtual assistants work on like a, a ladder. Okay. Just like another, just like any other company. So they get right. promoted. So they start off cold calling. Okay. And then you do better at cold calling, you get promoted to acquisitions. You do better at, at, uh, at acquisitions and now you get promoted to, to disposition. Right. Right. So I was like, I was like, okay. And everything for him is virtual. Everything for him is virtual. Right. Right. And so I was like, well, let me just see if I can integrate that in my business. So that's how I came up with the, uh, the virtual assistant that does acquisition. And, um, and the key to that really is just to make it simple for them to know where we need to be. Okay. Right. In my opinion, that 70% repair, da, 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 crap. That don't work. That don't work. That's not easily trainable. Okay. Most right. people that are doing the business still don't understand that. Yeah. So, um, so, um, so what I, so what I teach them is just super simple. So if we're buying a rental, you know, if we're buying a rental that has a tenant in it already, rent times 48, bam, that's what we should offer. And, uh, so that's super easy for somebody to understand. Oh, man, that is way easy. Rent oh yeah. It's yeah. It ain't, it ain't nothing, right. you know, it ain't nothing complicated. And, um, and if you do the numbers, if you do the numbers on several of your, your deals that you've done before, you can come up with the number. The way I came up with that actually is just my buyer. My buyer was like, hey, we buy at rent time 60. So I made our criteria rent times 48. So that way there's always a spread. You right. Know? right. Yeah. So let me ask you something. All these, the, the rental properties you're picking up, are you doing more creatively? The, 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 what, what you got? You say you got like 30. Yeah. So all these are creative uh, rentals. So the so okay so probably like the first seventeen are mostly subject twos, okay, um, and then everything after seventeen a couple, uh, everything after seventeen are private money notes, okay. Um, so um, okay, so here's the problem with buying in secondary markets like myself, okay. Uh, so when I say secondary market, I mean like half a million people or less, um, you know, the average or Let's just say the median price range is like 150 to 160. Same thing you know. in my market. Right. I mean, I right. Mean, and you can sound just, just the same. Right. All right. And you can pick up rentals for like 25, 30 grand. Okay. Right. So the problem with those 25, 30 grand rentals is that banks, they want 70 grand loans. Okay. So, you know, so it's harder to, to find banks for those people. So, so what I, so what I did was I came up with a, a program to raise money. Uh, from private money guys to say, hey, you know, um, uh, guys that are looking for long-term returns, I, I call it making turning your non-performing 401k into a performing mortgage note. So essentially what they do is I'll get a property under contract for, let's say, 25 grand. Mm-hmm. I'll get them to loan me uh, 35 grand, okay, at 12% over 20 years, okay? So they'll get paid a mortgage, they'll get paid a mortgage every month as long as I own that property, right? They'll get a return. Right. I'll own a property, da, 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 da. And so what you do is you pick up 10, 12, 15 of these things, right? And I'm going through the process now of working with the local community bank and a portfolio lender. And we'll bundle all 10, 15 mm-hmm. of those houses in one loan. Because once again, they don't want the, the $25,000, $30,000 loan. They want the seventy, hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 loan. So we're bundling all of those together and making one big fat juicy loan. So, wow, that's man, that's very creative um, yeah. doing it that way. Uh, and I think too with that because 
the experience you have, a lot of people look over those offers. Like they tend to go past them if the if the uh, the landlord is asking a certain and you know you creatively you can work something out to actually uh, get that deal going. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Subject two is where is that though? You know, uh, in my opinion, subject subject two is where is that this year? Uh, I don't know if you're seeing it in your in your lead flow, but in our lead flow, more and more people because every so we're at it's March the 10th, right? right? Last year this time, this is when everybody was getting shut down. Right. Right. So that's when the whole forbearance thing came out. People didn't have to make payments. Right. So the the federal, you know, the federal people said, hey, you don't have to make payments for a year. They gave it to people at three months at a time. But today is a year. So now these people haven't made payments for a year. So they're backed up by ten thousand dollars on the mortgage. So now they got to either catch it up. They got to sell it or get it taken. So all of these people now who didn't come up with the plan right, to be current. Now they're, they're trying to scramble and come up with the plan. So yeah, we've, been getting, we've definitely right. been getting some phone calls for that. Right. That moratorium, man, that's been the biggest thing. And like I say, I specialize in short sales. That's been the thing. But that's what I've been more focusing on, more creative uh, deals where I can pick up these short sales and instead of really just flipping them, you know what I'm saying? Because it, yeah. it takes so much time to do them. The spreads may be there, but it just takes so much time to do them. So, uh, you know, I know we, we kind of at the end of the uh, end of the show, man, is anything that you want to share with the audience as far as um, getting into real estate? Like uh, if they're a newbie, what would you, you know, what advice would you give them if they're trying to get started? Uh, and um, I think you, you have coaching too, huh? Yeah. 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 I do some, I do some like, I do some like coaching. It's not for everybody, but I do some like coaching. So um, people can either connect with me on Instagram. Uh, this is me taking action uh, on IG. Um, and so I do either like one-on-ones, right? We sit down and talk for an hour. We, you know, deep dive a deal or deep dive a rental that you're picking up or whatever, um, you know, or, you know, with the weekly coaching calls and uh, Sundays on at 9 PM. And literally we just give step-by-step action and, um, and, uh, and deep dive a subject every week as well and hold each other accountable for the, you know, for the stuff that you didn't do last week that you're supposed to. So, um, so I love, I love helping guys out in that way. And, um, um, but yeah, so just as far as people, you know, I really think people should look at their business like a, a car dealership. Okay. Cause that's, that's the way I look at my business. Okay. And you need consistent checks. Okay. So that's your oil changes. Okay. In our business, that is your rentals. Okay. Right. You need big checks. Okay. That is your assignments. Okay. That's your assignments and your rehabs. You need all of it. You can't just say, I'm a wholesaler. That, that doesn't work, in my opinion. You need to be, you know, a real estate investor. You need to have rents. You need to be picking up some as rentals. You need to be selling some so you can have some cash to buy some rentals. You need to be making relationships with your buyers, private money guys, so you can get their funds and buy some property to rehab them and sell them for some bigger, even bigger spreads. Wow. So you need to focus on figuring out some systems and processes to where you can do all of it, right? Because we're trying to get our average deal size up, right? Imagine this year when your boy's average deal size is up to 22 grand. Okay, we're going to do even less deals this year. Amen. You know what I mean? Right. And exactly. But it's all good because we're making more money with less deals, spending less time doing it. So eventually, right. you know, eventually we're doing the same amount of money with deals, but you have to realize that you can't wholesale everything. You got to keep some of it, you know, uh, especially for taxes. 
especially for taxes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's real. Man. <laughs> yeah, them taxes, they'll get you if you want to take care. So, yes, sir. Um, so people can get at you or they can reach you at This Is Me Taking Action on IG. Also, I wanted to mention that Sawan is on Clubhouse. Um, what it is, Real Estate Roundtable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, every day. Uh, yeah, every day at five. Man. Yep. Every day yep. at five, man, they delivering some real, real good content with some other heavy hitters that's on there. So um, I just advise anyone, man, uh, to get on and just listen. He's been dropping a lot of juice. So, but Sawan, man, I appreciate you. Uh, like I said, being on the show, I know you got landlords, other things you got to get to, your, uh, your tenants and everything. So, man, I just appreciate you being on the show, man. And, I appreciate uh, you for having uh, me, man. I appreciate you. For- yeah. yeah, man. Hopefully, I can get you back on soon, and um, yeah, man, keep keep doing what you're doing, taking action. So that's for that's for sure, bro. That's for sure. Look, I appreciate you, man, and um, and uh, and yeah, let's let's do another one in uh, in a few months because I'm pretty sure some. Well, actually, we can actually drop and see how uh, how I use all that money that I'm cashing out from the portfolio loan, right, you know, to right. uh, to do something bigger and better. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what's up. So everybody, thank y'all for uh, listening to the podcast. I'll see y'all on the next. One. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at diveintorealestatefornewbies.com.